Now, you're in the WOR Sports Zone with Pete McCarthy and guest co-host Sal Licata. You gotta give us a shot. You know what? You gotta give us a shot. Listen to me. Let me hear what I'm saying, okay? You get your shot. You had your shot right there. In the situation. Why do you know the situation, Terry? Why do we get a shot, Tommy? How much spit is coming out of Terry Collins' mouth as uh, he's arguing? So that's with Tom Hallion, who's the crew chief. This is May of 2016. You might remember this day. It was when the Mets honored the 1986 Mets, the 30th anniversary. Chase Utley is in town. The Mets still frothing to get some revenge against Utley for breaking Ruben Tejada's legs in, or leg in the, uh, NLDS in 2015. And Noah Syndergaard throws a fastball about six feet behind Chase Utley at 99 miles per hour. And Adam Amari, a rookie umpire at the time, throws Syndergaard out of the game, and then Terry Collins was incensed. There's a video that was basically unearthed uh, on the internet. I believe it's been out for a while, and just nobody really found it. It should never have gotten out, uh, however the heck it it did. Uh, But it's... It's obviously mature audience, uh, you know, mature language being used there. But uh, it, it really gives you a feel for what... Terry Collins did so well, which was the passion with which that he managed the Mets. And I know we haven't seen it in the same way from Mickey Calloway. And I think seeing that video and having it make the rounds days, a lot of Mets fans missing Terry Collins, of all things. Well, I think a lot of Mets fans probably missing Terry Collins even before this video surfaced. And, of course, it surfaces at a perfect time to where the Mets fans <laughs> now dive in and, and reminisce about, oh, yeah, you know what, maybe I like Terry Collins. Oh, it's a Tigers fan that dug it up, too. That it's is, not like, uh, you know, it's just some... That is one thing, though, you're... Uh, I like the word... Look, every manager is going to curse at the umpire at some point. We've seen that before. Now, to that extent, that was pretty That was pretty awesome, uh, listening to Collins do that. But Callaway does, at times, seem to lack the passion that you know you had in the lifer, Terry Collins. Well, the first time we saw Callaway's passion was really last night, right? The, the first time we've seen him emotional in any way, was when he gets tossed last night, and there wasn't anything particularly noteworthy about it, except that he got tossed as he's yelling at the umpire in that spot. He's very demonstrative. No, well, his, that's his whole thing. He's the calm, yes. you know, personality there. Calm and soothing and want to keep everything... It's like a yogi. Well, that's the problem. He is the poster boy for the analytics uh, front office where they want to hire a, a manager to be like that. And you lose... The passion for the game, you lose the passion of managers who are fiery, whether it's Bobby Valentine, Davey Johnson, obviously Terry Collins, uh, Wally Backman at the lower levels. You don't have that, and you're starting to lose that, I think, in today's game by going with these you know, analytical, robotic-type managers. Well, I can't sit here and say that the Mets are better off with Mickey Calloway than Terry Collins with the way things have gone Well, they haven't year. been. But I will say, Terry Collins... Uh, he needed to go. His time was up at the end of but last not, year. Why There's not one no... more year? And then if they start like this now, Pete, instead of saying, well, what can they do? It's very simple. Collins would have been fired probably a few weeks ago. He had already started to have some issues there. Remember Mark Carrig's Newsday article yeah. at the end of last year, up and down the organization from the front office to players, and it was all anonymously done, unfortunately. But he was ripped at a lot of different levels of the organization, and you know, that doesn't mean you're a bad manager, but it means if you're somewhere for seven years, time for a change. you're going to alienate some people over that time. And, and Terry Collins' time was up to me. Which now, is fair. I, I, I think said that's fair. last year, 
hey, we get calls every night about bad moves that Terry Collins made, doesn't know how to do a bubble, doesn't know this. And I said, you're going to look back on Terry Collins and say he was a very good manager for this Mets team. You know, one of the top three, four managers in Mets history. And I think as time moves on, you get away from the day-to-day more and more that will be recognized, but that still doesn't mean that his time wasn't up at the end of last year. I, I could understand that argument, and even though I didn't think he deserved to be fired, I kind of was open to the idea of change, uh, breath of fresh air in here, fine, and the way that the game's evolving, maybe go with a younger manager, analytics guy. But if I ask you right now, I don't even think it's a debate who's a better manager, Terry Collins or Mickey Calloway. Well, this is the shocking part to me of Mickey Calloway early on is that Terry, you knew, had the, the passion, and you know mm-hmm. some of those things were going to come through more readily for him than Callaway, just personality-wise. But the big complaint about Terry is always his decision-making and, and how he was tactically as a manager. You think a pitching coach coming in, he'd have a better handle on the bullpen. Mm-hmm. And one area where Callaway's been very good is with Lugo and Gesellman and getting the most out of those guys on this team. Now, at a certain point, Lugo's got to be going into the rotation. They seem to be doing that. But you know, having guys to give you multiple innings in the biggest spots of the game out of the pen, they've had some success with that. Unfortunately, everything else, uh, tactically from Callaway, he's just overmatched managing the National League game. I've I, I I thought... never seen so many relievers hit. I, I don't understand that. So if you were frustrated with Terry Collins strategically as a manager... Mickey Kelly's been worse in that regard, which I, I it boggles my mind. Strategically, it's not, even, it's not even close. You can't compare the two. One's a manager, one is not. One's learning how to be one, and yes. it's he's learning. It, it, by the way, Collins didn't have the luxury of going to Gazelman and Lugo out of his bullpen. I mean, Collins had to get these guys to start. Terry Collins, and when you go back and look at the rosters, he was dealt beginning of fifteen, sixteen with all the injuries. It's a miracle that they did what they did with Terry Collins. And years before that, it was evaluation mode. They didn't have have any real talent so really Collins had only something to work with half of 15 and for part of 16 and he went to the playoffs the World Series one of those years playoffs both those years last year again they were injured so you could sit there and pick apart Terry Collins all you want and I do understand the idea of that it was time for a change and I even went as far as to say you know what Based on all the new stuff that the Carrig article, and based on Callaway, maybe younger, dealing mm-hmm. with the players differently, maybe that's going to be an upgrade at the managerial spot. It has been far from an upgrade. It has been significantly worse to start the year with and, Mickey And you Callaway. hit on a point. This team never spiraled with Terry Collins at the helm. In fact, they never lost as many as eight games in a row. Forget about all at home on a homestand, as right. the Mets just recently experienced. And they won one game Sunday and have lost the two since. Uh, they've never lost at the rate that they are losing games right now. 17 of their last 21 games. That didn't happen under Terry Collins, even with the Mayberry-Campbell lineup mm-hmm. or you know whatever the heck you want to point to over the years. Because I do think it helps to have a veteran leader in the clubhouse as a manager. The guy's experience, he's been through it all. He managed at minor league level, major league level. He knows what it takes. He's done it before. Callaway's not like that. So now it's a deer in headlights. Oh, I don't know what to do. I mean, I'm, I'm pressing all the numbers. I'm looking at my folders and my sheets, and they're telling me to do this, and that's the right move to bring in Seawald against Lefty, and it didn't work. What do you want me to do? We'd rather be proactive instead of reactive. And that's the nonsense you're getting from Mickey Callaway. Oh, New York is a tough place to play. You're watching a guy struggle, be overmatched, and learn on the job here. With Terry Collins, you had a real manager. He was a baseball manager. So what would you do different if you could do it over again from the Mets' point of view well, as far as the manager spot I mean, goes? the first guess was they said, 
said at the time that I would have just kept Collins for another year, and then if they struggled, then it's an easy transition. You fire and bring somebody else in. Uh, that, Garden hire was the old school yeah, manager. Yeah, but that I would not hired. have. I would not have done that. I would not have went from one. So you'd wait for Girardi. That would be the second guess move. What are you saying at this now? Point. If you could do it over, if you could do it over. So they hired Callaway. Pretty much right before, I believe, Joe Girardi was released by the Yankees, or at least that they were talking had to him. Pretty yeah. much, you know, gone down the road up. with Callaway, yes. Well, I mean, again, we all knew what the, who's a better manager, Joe Girardi or Mickey Callaway. You don't have to watch him manage a game because you already know mm-hmm. Callaway's not going to be better in year one than Joe Girardi is right now. I mean, I don't know, Pete. I feel like we've been resigned to what we really wouldn't want because we know it's not going to happen. Right? Like, even me wanting Collins back, okay, it didn't happen, so I have no choice but to accept Mickey Calloway. In reality, if I were making the decisions, Backman would have been interviewed. Certainly Joe Girardi, if a guy like that becomes available. That's how things used to operate. That's how things should operate, but it's not how they operate. So why scream about Joe Girardi when you know it's not going to happen? I mean, that was kind of the feel, wasn't it? Girardi's the best manager. You trying to get the best manager, or are you trying to get somebody who might be a good manager uh, one day? Yeah, and, and there's the, the back and forth that you go. And the Yankees still letting Girardi go is, yeah, he, he had enough time there. You, you make enough enemies, essentially, and enough people you got to go. And that change just worked for the Yankees. They went to Aaron Boone, who's another one of the young, unproven we guys, analytics-era manager, and to this point, he's had plenty of success. Well, they've been great, but it's not to say that Joe Girardi wouldn't have had the same success. I mean, they did overachieve last year. This year they have even more talent, and a lot of those guys are underperforming, too. They're yeah, well, looking... It's hard to imagine how much better the Yankees could be. Wait, wait, they got a 700 winning percentage right Gary now. Gary Sanchez hitting 190. Yeah. John Carlos Stanton has looked nothing not, not like the MVP. It's perfect there. I'm just saying that yeah, the 700 winning percentage, I don't think you could say, well, one manager would do better than that. It doesn't yeah, happen but, in this sport. But he didn't do it. Wouldn't, you think Girardi would have been worse off right now? I, th- I think so. Uh, I don't know. Based on what? Who do you, th- you think Boone's a better manager than Girardi? I think that it was a better fit. It was time to make that change, and they found the right guy to slip in. Yeah, I think the Yankees are just better than they were a year ago. I mean, they're similar, but uh, I, you know, I have to look at the exact record, but I, I feel like the Yankees would still be fine with Girardi. Uh, let's grab a quick call. Juan in the Bronx. Uh, Juan, you're Terry Collins' guy? Uh, yeah, 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 but it's a little more complex than that. How are you guys doing? All right, all right. And, What's uh, up, Juan? and let me tell you before I get going, I want to congratulate you guys. Each passing day, your your uh, your show gets more and more popularity. Okay. Thanks. Uh, two short. Hello. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, one. Yeah, two short points, if I may. Uh, first of all, I see men fans in an uproar right now with the drought that's going on at the match. But let me tell you something. I call you just prior to the season starting, and I I don't have a crystal ball or anything, but I just didn't see. Where an unproven guy that no one had ever heard of, a guy that was, uh, what, a uh, thinking coach, whatever, whatever, was an improvement over a guy that was not a slightly child deliverer, I mean, Terry Collins, that had you in the World Series two and a half years ago. I mean, they got guys that create more psychiatric that would make a better decision than that. And this is what we were talking about before, though, where you can be a better manager or have more success in the past, but the idea is with this group, 
are you able to have success in the future? Did you burn some bridges along the way? Terry Collins didn't play some of the young players for years. Was there some animosity from some of those guys that got left on the bench or were benched against left-handers, like, say, Michael Conforto after all those years when he's going to become the present for the team? And unfortunately, Conforto has had a rough year here. But, you know, these are the things that you start to worry about that build up over years. I don't think we should have revisionist history with Collins either. Look, yeah. I, I've said it plenty of times. I still believe it. Collins blew the 2015 World Series. Okay, I don't think you manage a great World Series. That being said, I do think he had a terrific Mets tenure as manager. Mm -hmm. I do think he is a, a very good, if not great at times, Big league manager, love his passion, love his fire. But we're we're only talking about this because Mickey Calloway has been so bad. Yeah. I don't know if anybody could have envisioned that. I mean, Pete, he's not double switch. It would be if somebody called us, and they probably did before the season started. Oh well, how's he going to double switch? I think I laughed him off. The, what are you kidding me? The guy's been in, in the big leagues for years as a pitching coach. You don't think he knows how to double switch? Turns out he doesn't. <laughs> it's been a terrible. I can't believe it. And and again. You have a whole front office here that's supposed to be helping the managers with all this decisions, right? All we hear about is all the data that's given to the manager, and it filters from him to the players, and he has all of this information, and they can't coach him up on some of the simple moves that have to be made. You have to look at Gary DeSarcina yeah, as the doing? bench coach, and... They need somebody with more experience where's, in that where's, position. Where's Dickie Scott when you need him? No, they need... they Look, they need... That would be an area where you can change and maybe... Stabilize things there, at least at the top. Yeah, eight hundred three two one zero seven ten. The number. We're gonna take a lot more of your calls coming up here. Uh, the Mets coming off a, another defeat. Uh, just paint by numbers. All these Mets games, two nothing shutout at the hands of the Atlanta Braves today. Despite seven innings of one run ball, from Jacob Degrom who takes his second loss of the season. My goodness. Uh, it's the Sports Zone. Pete McCarthy, Salicata with you on the Voice of New York seven ten W O R. We're back in the WOR Sports Zone. Here's Pete McCarthy and guest co-host Sal Licata. 800-321-0710, the number. So the Mets going out west uh, tonight, probably on the plane right now. They'll be in Arizona tomorrow. So they're not later, listening to us, you don't think? Later start times. Well, uh, they are, maybe they're listening on the flight. The, the, the iHeartRadio app. Yeah, there you right. go. Uh, but as far as uh, their schedule goes, it means we get some time together, Sally Boy. Yes, we do. And, Can uh, you handle it? Are you ready? Uh, not really. But Thursday, Friday, I get my fill usually these one day of the week <laughs> that we get. But right. uh, yes, yeah, so, uh, so we'll be on tomorrow until 9 o'clock, so 6 to 9, combination sports zone, Mets on deck, talking everything Mets. Friday, same thing. We'll do the same thing on Friday, and then next week they're in Colorado. We don't have as much time, but uh, plenty of time from 6 o'clock on, and I'm sure we'll mix in some other uh, non-Mets things once in a while, if anything else is going on. I like can't get into the Sam mini Darnold camp. Are you into the mini camp nonsense? I can't I get got, into it. Who cares? I'll read everything about Sam Darnold. That's he's going to be my savior. Save save my franchise. Latest baby. thing that latest thing that I saw today is they threw the uh, whole playbook at him so far, and he's passed all the tests. And the quote was that he could start. Let's go, baby. I, I would be surprised if that's the case. We Hall of Fame, six that. titles. I'm all. It's I'm still, ready for it. It's still baseball season. I love football more than the next. It's still baseball season. Yes, that it is. Uh, 800-321-0710, the number. Anthony on Staten Island. The problem starts at the top, Anthony. Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, listen, there's so many problems with the Mets. I don't even know where to begin. But two big points that I have is Ahmad Rosario is killing us. He was supposed to be our Glaber Torres, our Mookie Betts, our Carlos Correa. He is brutal. I mean, that's one point that I wanted to stress. And the other one is Sandy Alderson. All these years we had we were built on pitching. We never had a legitimate catcher out of all these young pitchers. 
Real Muto was available from the Marlins. We needed to get him when Dono and Parky went down. He's still available. Hey, they should go get him now. Why, why are we not getting him? It's a no-brainer. With our young pitching staff, we should have got it. I understand Mesorato. You know, it's been a decent trade with Harvey. But, like, how does Alderson not go after Real Monte? I would trade Rosario in a heartbeat. He stinks. Well, I wouldn't give up on Rosario just yet, but I would I would go get Real Muto, and if that means parting with Rosario, so be it. Yeah, unfortunately, Rosario, he's exactly the kind of player that you want to bring into this team in terms of an athletic, up-the-middle performer that could play some good defense. He's just been so unprepared for the major league level, though, and he's fallen into some deep slumps. I think his defense has gotten a lot better over the course of this season. He's, he's done a nice job at, at shortstop of late. Made some highlight plays within the last week, but he can't just be a nine hitter who's going to bat two ten or whatever he's at right now and play decent to good defense. You there. know what's scary? Last night I saw SNY put up the graphic uh, second in the on the team in hits total hits this year behind his dribble Cabrera, Ahmed Rosario. Is it really? I, I could not believe that. Oh. That is horrific. <laughs> what would you would you want Real Muto? I mean, I know you'd want him. No, yeah, of course I'd love Real Muto. Uh, if you want to trade Rosario for him, which I think is the only way to you get him, can they get him without unless, doing that? You know, Rosario or Nimmo. Well, how about Nimmo and Wheeler or Nimmo and? Well, I don't think Max. Wheeler would have much interest for the Marlins. They want someone who's going to be around longer. Little... Yeah, Matt's is a while until he's a free agent, but he might even be getting too expensive for the Marlins. They don't want Dom Smith, what right? they want to do. Why would he have yeah. any? value you know teams want those up the middle players now you know again you fill one hole a catcher and you open up a new one at shortstop no now, well, if you're just that down on rosario so be it but then it's the got to take rosario plus to land uh real muta the idea would be to sign then machado in the offseason i mean that's how you have to operate but here machado what? is not really a shortstop if you want to have you know good defense but he from wants him, to play short but he's not very good at the position, unfortunately. Uh, well, you know what? I mean, you deal with it for a little while, and then you deal with it for a couple of years at least, oh. then you move him over and you get a shortstop. Sounds stop. like a lot more of the same, isn't it, right? Offense it, first it over the does. defense. Now, I know it's a totally different situation yeah. because Manny Machado's one of the best players in baseball. Uh, but uh, You would live with Machado playing short for a year or two. I mean, do we need to go over it again? Reyes, uh, Cabrera, yeah. Flores, well, Tejada. So you get Machado and Real Muto. Let's yeah. say up they, the middle. they make that happen. You have some up-the-middle guys. I, I'm not sure how much more they are adding to the team if you're going to go for those two, but you're keeping DeGrom and Syndergaard. No, that's probably it. You're, right. you're getting some athleticism there. So your lineup looks like... You still have Lugo. So this is probably your lineup. Nimmo, Real Muto, Machado, Cespedes, Conforto, Frazier, Jay Bruce... Whoever's playing second and a pitcher, but right, you'd probably go like Chikini or somebody like that at second, right? If you pay him Machado, you got you, you got to give somewhere. So they're going to have a young player come up, play second base every day. First base could be that platoon situation. It's kind of the pseudo DH in the NL. But you're built up the middle with Real Muto, with Manny Machado, and I mean, I guess you're going to have Conforto in center still, which you don't love. But 
that team is significantly better. Than... It sounds better on paper, but uh, I'm so down on Jay Bruce right now and Cespedes. I don't trust Cespedes right, to but play you have... more than 70 games next but, year. But Real Muto and uh, and Manny Machado, that's all you need. I mean, they'll that's be it. That's all other... you need. That yeah. You're just going to romp through with those two guys and with everything the pitching, dory With the pitching that they have, those two guys will provide enough offense. And you're assuming, look, I'm assuming Frazier will contribute something. Conforto will contribute yeah. something. Now, you may have to take away to get... I don't know what you'd have to give up to get Real Muto. Maybe you do have to. Maybe you give up Seth Lugo to get him. Would you do that? Well, let's say it's Lugo and Rosario. That's too much, I think. But I, I think that's the, there's no mats in Rosario. I think that's I the kind of that. trade that you're talking about. I, I would about. do. That. I'd rather give Nimmo in a deal um, than Rosario, and I'd rather give Nimmo and like Lugo or Nimmo. And, I think Lugo will probably get him straight up. Don't you think Lugo? For so what are you going to do with Rosario if you bring him a shadow? Well, you could trade him somewhere else. You move Rosario to second. You, you could, could do trade that. him. Yeah, exactly. There are ways. So I'm just saying that I'd yeah. rather. Oh, those are two guys that they should target. And I've been looking more at two, three years down the line and who they should target in that way. If you're going to try to save this thing next year and build around Cespedes Bruce while you have them for the next two years, you could try it. But I don't think it's going to be much different because I don't see these guys suddenly staying healthy, getting better, well, but, and you're having that magical year. Well, you're not building around Cespedes and Bruce. Your team is now Manny Machado. And Real yeah. Muto, by the way, an all-star. An all-star catcher, which the Mets haven't had since. No, I love Real Muto. I, I mean, that, well, that's the thing, Pete. And we're talking about up the middle, too, which is something they've neglected for years. Now, I They'd get... They'd still be like the third best team in the division. I get that... Oh, come on. Are you kidding with their pitching? Atlanta, Philly, and Washington? Those I get, three teams? I get that They're this, not getting worse. Maybe Washington, if Harper leaves, that's about it. We know this may not be realistic, but that's what we're talking about to turn this thing around to become legit contenders again. I mean, that those are the type of players that you need to bring in here. And, and it should be realistic. Well, Real Muto, there's no excuse. I mean, why can the Nats go out there and get, go get him. I don't care what, the Mets should have enough what it takes just a matter of being willing to part with it. If you need to give up Lugo and that would kill me, I don't like doing that, so be it. You trade from an area of strength. You still have Wheeler and you still have Mats. I would, if I'm picking one to trade from the rotation, Wheeler would be the guy, Mats would be next. But if you have to trade Lugo, then, then you keep Nemo and Rosario and you go get Real Muto. 800-321-0710. The number again, 800-321-0710. Mark in Bloomfield wants to talk uh, Wilmer Flores. What's up, Mark? Hey, Pete, Sal. How you doing? Yeah. You know, at this point, it's all about just entertainment. I, I, I'm a, a uh, plan holder, and I'm not going to any more games unless they get more interesting. So you have tickets? You're just not going to go? I'm not going. I've given all of them away so far. I why would I go out there and sit through two to nothing games every night? It's not entertaining. I'd rather so watch bad pitching is, than than a team that cannot hit. I mean, that is infuriating. I agree with you. It's I mean, frustrating. That's just ridiculous. I mean, why not add a Hanley Ramirez? He would be great. At least, even he's a great personality. Boston loved him and. I'm letting a guy like Flores come in, in the way of getting a player like that. But he's it's not Hanley Ramirez five years ago. He's a broken-down player who doesn't care. have a defensive I, position. I mean, it's I like bringing in Jose Batista. I, I, I thought Batista made no, more sense for what they need, but he's on. exactly the same place in his career. It's about entertainment. It's, this is not entertaining. Well, well, this is where you get in trouble and, because and now you're saying, well, just entertain the fans rather than try to win games. Well, isn't uh, all right. I know. How's it working? How's it, how's it going so far? They're not winning. And and look, at least 
at least entertain the fans. Come on. Ramirez, well, I'll tell you, you know, what you're saying is an argument correct. for Tim Tebow to come up in August. So. Well, that's different. I, Ramirez would help the team. I mean, I, you know, I, I agree with Pete to the point that it's not the perfect fit. Okay, it's the same type of thing with Batista. They already have another right-handed guy that's supposed they to play first base with players Florida. like Hanley and Ramirez that's the on point. This team. That's My the point. Gosh, you don't want. It. Why do we want another one like Hanley? Well, because the problem you just is- cut Adrian Gonzalez. You got Jose Batista. You got Jose Reyes. Got all these guys that are just old players that don't have a position to play. And you're going to do it again and bring Hanley on board? It doesn't make any sense to me. The problem is he's the best of the guys you just named. Well, he's just, he's just the the guy that's available right no, now. No, no, no. But he's better than them. That's the point. I. I I agree with what you're saying. You're right. They need something better than that. That is a, it's a, you know, a, a guy off the scrap heap again, and they have a bunch of those, but he is the best of those bunch. If you were to rank them, you would rank Hanley Ramirez above everybody you just named. Does Hanley Ramirez win an extra game for the Mets? Uh, no, maybe brings a different attitude to the clubhouse, loosens yeah. it up. I mean, provides a bit. I, I don't know, but I do know this. What they have right now is not working. And I, I, long term, no, Ramirez does not make them compete for the wild card of the division. You want something better, but short term, he's better than what they have. You hope you can hit for a week and gives you the Richard Hidalgo effect. Yeah, or something. Yeah. I mean, and they don't have to give up anything to get him, which they seem to like to do. I would go. Look, it's it a very be- Mets move. I, I just, I'm tired of those kinds of moves. They need to get more athletic one way or the other. They- and listen, if you're just talking about, oh, maybe he'll catch fire for a couple of days. I, you know, I, I can't argue vehemently against it because God knows they have guys in this roster that aren't big leaguers, but Wilmer Flores coming back in a couple of days and they're the exact same kind of player. Uh, Todd Frazier, you know, is actually plays a good third base, but where, where are you mixing them in? Yeah, no, that's that's fair. I, just, I get it. Look, the move should be to go trade for Real Muto right now. Call the Marlins, beg Derek Jeter, and see what it's going to take to get Real Muto. That changes everything. Helps the franchise you bring in. It's not like it's just for now. It's short-term and long-term. It, correct. It's both. It is both. That's the type of move they need to make. Which is why it's expensive, and you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be so tough. Be it's it. Rosario Plus or Nimmo Plus. You're going to part with a player that you may have a special feeling for. And you know what? You may believe in. It's going to have to happen. That's what they need. 800 321 Again, 800 Your chance to win Mets tickets coming up. Pete McCarthy, Sal Licata in the Sports Zone with you on The Voice of New York, 710 WOR. You're in the WOR Sports Zone with Pete McCarthy and guest co-host Sal Licata. Feeling better or worse about the Mets as we move through this uh, this show, Sal? Uh, well, I feel better that I got a lot of it off my chest. I, I think they need to make a move and go out there and get Real Muto. That should be the focus right now. I don't think anything anything less should be accepted. I think that should be the focus. So me wishful thinking, yeah, I'm feeling a little bit better. Go well, get Real well, let's Muto. say they traded for Real Muto tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would they still get no hit on Friday? <laughs> That's all. Come on. That's harsh. <laughs> That's horrible. Well, this is where we no. are, though. No, they wouldn't. Well, you got to embrace it to Matt's some degree. Wrong. They're not going to get no hit this year. <laughs> Real Muto would have three hits and nobody else would have any. I wonder if that's up at the sports book down at Monmouth. Will the Mets get no hit this year? What the odds are on that? Uh, well, uh, they've been close a couple of times, times, right? You had the kid Harlan Garcia, uh, sh- <laughs> yeah, uh, no hit right. there for six innings right. in Miami. Today, Soroka had him no hit for six innings. There's at least a couple of games where it's four or five yeah, innings feels like recently. The, yeah, right. It feels like over the last ten games, it's four or five innings and no hit to start. They're averaging like four and a half hits per game over their last 11 games now. It's the That's little impossible. things. It's the little things, like an actual base hit. You, the the relief the Mets fans felt today in euphoria when Conforto beat that one out. <laughs> Woof! We are not going to get no nope. hit today. But there's also the other part of the fan base that... 
you know, doesn't necessarily like embarrassment to come, but is so hungry for change that that will be the uh, right. agent of change, that something terrible has to happen, like a no-hitter, in order for it to happen. Like Clayton Kershaw nearly no-hitting them back in 2015. That was the agent of change for Conforto to be called up. Aribe and Kelly Johnson traded for the next day, and suddenly things started to, to change a little bit that year. Yeah, well, we haven't hit rock bottom yet, regardless of what Mickey says. But <laughs> how long ago was that? <laughs> how long ago was the rock bottom comment? Oh my goodness, that's brutal. Is that a, a month ago? Three weeks ago? Yeah. It's a while, right? It's only gone. It's gone down from there. Have you noticed his when he says uh, we're going to start hitting? We're going to start hitting. He, he's starting to hedge it a little bit more now. He doesn't have conviction when he's saying it. I think after the Nationals loss months ago, he had conviction. You know, we're not going to go into spiral. We'll be fine. This is a good team. Now there's no conviction. Well, let's be fair, and we'll we'll let Mickey tell it because we have it from earlier. Mickey still trusts they'll turn it around. Phrase is out there giving it everything he can, and uh, those, those guys will get it going. Conforto, he's going to get going. Um, it's It's been a little prolonged right now, but they're going to get it going. I have faith in them. Little conviction there. He's got faith. Yeah. Well, at least Uncle. somebody does. <laughs> uh, I heard that live from Howie. That was funny. <laughs> Uncle. Yeah. Well, we're at that point. All right. Let's get some calls. 800 321 0710, the number. Again, 800 321 0710. Let's go to Ralph in Manhattan. Hey, Ralph. Was uh, that supposed to be conviction? Did I just hear that conviction? Yes. Well, I was, um, I, you know, I, I, I would never in a million years pine over Terry Collins' sound, Pete, because, you know, when he was here, you had the kinder, gentler uh, Terry Collins as opposed to the guy that you saw in Houston who uh, ostracized everybody. So you didn't have the real Terry Collins anyway. And during his tenure, all we had is complaints saying how terrible he was. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to sit here now and wish for the guys to return because – that's kind of like an exercise in futility, wouldn't you agree? That's fair. I think it's fair, but the point was, Ralph, is that Callaway has been worse than Collins was. Well, Sal, wasn't it alarming when he came on board sounding like Mr. Rogers and people kind of <laughs> were saying, yes, I think this is the way we should go and I'm going to be, you know, there's, there's a certain thing called respect. I don't want to sound so old-fashioned curmudgeon here, but there's a certain thing called respect more so than being liked. If you want to be liked, you should go be a teacher, a kindergarten teacher somewhere. You're, you're managing a baseball team. You have to come on board with some authority. You know, if we're, if we're hung up with a guy named um, uh, Wilmer Flores at this point in time, it, the whole thing is lost. We should throw the whole thing out the window because it well, has you got You should be a better player than Wilmer Flores. Haley Ramirez at this age, come on. Pete, Sal is right with the Wilmer Flores, uh, lukewarm kind of an attitude with him because here's a guy who shed a few tears on a ball field a couple, you know, a couple of years back. He, he can hit, he can hit against certain uh, left-handed pitching, and we we deem him to be uh, some kind of savior. You got to give up with that guy. One more thing before I before I take off the pitching. Um, we're, you're traveling down the wrong road with the pitching, as you see the way things are going in the big leagues right now. Pitching is secondary. You have to have position players. It's really simple. You, you you fill those positions, and then the pitching, it, you can get by with mediocre starting pitching and a good bullpen any day of the week. That, that That's a good formula, I would think. Yeah, I still don't buy that, and thanks for the call, Ralph. Always a pleasure to hear from I'm still not buying that. I get that's the new fad, and people think that just because the Cubs did it or the Astros do it or the Yankees are doing it, oh, you need to build a, a team of position players. You need balance. And what do the Yankees need? The Yankees have everything, but... 
They need starters. They want young, controllable, good starters the way the Mets have. So every team would like to have the Mets starting rotation, regardless of where they are positioned player-wise. This is more my point, and I understand what you're saying to balance. If you're going to go through free agency and you need to add some pieces, I would much rather go out and sign pitching through free agency. Really? Yeah, I think that's been the turn. You look at the Cubs, the look at how the Cubs have done it, and the Astros too. They developed young position players, guys that would, can withstand the rigors of playing 162 games, doing it without greenies, so we think, mm-hmm. and uh, steroids and all those kinds of things. It's hard to get through that as you get older, and they've had success, or at least some success, going out and getting veteran arms, like what the Astros have done with Garrett Cole and Justin Verlander. They didn't develop all of these arms that they have. They went out and found uh, Morton as well, and... You know, the, the Cubs have tried to do it with you, Darvish and John Lester, and I know Darvish has had a rough go of it this year, but it just seems like the smart teams in the game, the teams that are having a lot of success, are developing their own position players and going out and finding the pitching later. Yeah, I, I don't know if I buy that. I'm not saying one is better than the other uh, develop-wise. You want to develop both and you need to have a balance, yeah. but when you're paying for a guy, I'd rather pay for offense than pay for a pitcher who, outside of Max Scherzer, give me a long-term it's contract that's It's not just about worked. paying about them. It's about the age. The pitchers seem to be aging better than the hitters. And it seems to me the danger area for a pitcher is when they're fairly young, when that's they first point. come up and they're you know flamethrowers and then the elbow goes and some guys are able to recreate it and they find another way to get out. But it seems like if you get past a certain point in your career... You can handle 200 innings. You're, you're broken in. You're conditioned right. to go through a full season. And I think you leave the danger area behind. So if you're going to have young players brought in, it's got to be position players first, and then you can fill around it with the pitch. But nobody's saying, and I said this at the time, nobody's saying you need four, five aces. You do need one. You'd like to have a 1A or a legit number two. Mets have two and potentially three the way Lugo's going. Or if you figure if Mats continues to do what he's doing. I'm just saying that you need a balance. And that's why years ago they should have chosen one, maybe two, to bring in some position players around it. They didn't. Here we are again years later. And now they want to trade the best of the group and be left with what? With Mats and Wheeler? No. Joe and Hershey will add on to that. Joe, Syndergaard, DeGrom, are they untouchable to you? I, I absolutely, without a doubt, everybody else can go. As far as I'm concerned, uh, and 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 I'm gonna like uh, explain it this way. My problem is with the Wilpons and Sandy. Okay, Sal and you guys were, you know, all year long winter. We knew the Mets needed catching. We knew the Mets needed a legitimate third baseman. Unfortunately, you know, David uh, David's not coming back. I love Well, Frazier's a legit third baseman. Yeah, but no, listen to my point. Yeah. Listen to my point, okay? He is. He is. But that's not the type of hitter we need. We got too many hitting this hitters on this team that if they don't hit a home run, mm-hmm. we're done. What about Moustakis? What about, like, you know, Well, Moustakis is the same kind of hitter, but Lorenzo Cain, I think, is a guy that you certainly look back that would have been a great fit. Smart. Hosmer, I mean, come on. Eric Hosmer's had a terrific year in San Diego. Hosmer. But here's another thing, okay? What what really bothers me, like with the will punch, we know I'd love to get Machado. I would do anything. And I agree with Sal. If I had to throw him at shortstop for a year or two, I would do it because his bat will make up the difference. But here's the deal. The will punch are not going to do it. Pete, you even said 
we're skeptical of what they say and then what they really do. Mm-hmm. But this organization always does is band-aid positions, and hopefully nobody gets hurt. Well, unfortunately, you got a guy like Cespedes, who's not concerned, ain't worth nothing, okay? He was playing for a contract in 15 and 16, and once he got the big money, he's not even around. So there was a reason why he was traded uh, numerous times, okay? We don't... We, we need a franchise player. I would go out and get Riamuto. I would trade Zimmo. Everybody, as far as Conforto, I don't even think Conforto's a franchise player. Well, yeah, and, and uh, you know, Joe, thanks, thanks for the call, Joe. But, uh, but yes, yes, a franchise player, a star, they need someone that can hit. And, unfortunately for Cespedes, I don't, I don't think that he got the money and ran away But because there was effort early on this year. But he's got a chronic condition in his hip that maybe the Mets should have been wise to at the time. They weren't, and... Now, I don't think you could depend on him as a franchise player, and you start taking him away, you're talking about DeGrom and Syndergaard as your franchise guys, but they need a position player. We said it last offseason. It was a huge offseason. They had a lot of money coming off the books, and they needed to go out there and spend, and we talked about it. Hosmer, Kane, Moustakis, those were the guys that we touched upon. Mm -hmm. Then we settled for the quantity instead of the quality. Mm -hmm. It is about quality. You they got to go out there and do it. Now, just because it's realistic and all the signs would point to them never getting Manny Machado doesn't mean that I'm not going to sit here and say that they should do it because two wrongs don't make a right. And as far as I'm concerned, the right move is to go out there and be a big player again, once again, like the franchise used to be in free agency, and go get the sure thing in Manny Machado. You pay for it, but you get what you pay for, and Machado will be worth the investment. 800-321-0710, the number to get involved. We'll have your chance to win Mets tickets on the other side of this break. This is the Sports Zone with Pete McCarthy, Sal Licata, on the Voice of New York, 710-WOO.